You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here. And now it's time to get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. My name is Pyle, and today, We are talking 10 things that you might be doing unintentionally that are actually probably lowering your vibration. It's a list of 10 things that I think we all have done at some point and guaranteed you can know that you're not alone because I have done all 10 of these things, which is the only reason I know that they can lower your vibration. The thing is, is with all of the things on this list, it is completely normal. It is our natural response, especially in society. These tendencies are the norm. It's actually very usual. It's in a way inadvertently supported in society. And so I want to just go through each of one of them and give you just little glimpses of how they might be lowering your vibration and in turn, why that's actually affecting your manifestation. And if you can direct some of your attention to shifting the way you handle yourself or the way you conduct yourself when these things come up, I actually think it'll really support your manifestation journey as well as your spirituality because a lot of the things that are unseen and seemingly irrelevant or unrelated are actually probably some of the biggest indicators of what we're manifesting because after all, manifestation is an energy game. It is all vibrations. And so if some of the tendencies that you keep doing are lowering your vibration, then that does have a response and an impact on what you're manifesting. So the inspiration behind this episode was just talking about things that people don't like talking about and giving you tangible, just little shifts and little things that you can do for each one. So I have 10 different things that I want you to stop doing just for your own sake and be gentle with yourself if you can't Stop doing these things right away. That's okay. I'm not asking you to just completely nix them, but having the awareness and actually having the courage to even listen to this entire episode will help you just bring it to the forefront because the first step in anything, whether you're manifesting, whether you're releasing is awareness. It is understanding, okay, this is something I want to get rid of. And so that is why just listening to this and even allowing yourself to say, okay, Maybe these things are inadvertently raising or lowering my vibration will actually be very helpful for you. So number one is being mean and overly critical. These are straight from my notes, um, but these are things I've experienced myself, whether it's being mean to yourself, being overly critical toward yourself or towards others. It's what I mean by this is that time when you're just can't help but find anything good. All you can think of is the negative. All you can think of is how much this hurts, how much this sucks, how much that person sucks. And that cycle of just being rude or overly critical of anything that's going on without giving yourself or someone else the benefit of the doubt, the grace of, okay, you're human. It's okay to be up and down. It's okay to have an off day when you just assign some sort of meaning to someone based off of one experience with them. And I'm so guilty of this. I've done this to people who are actually now some really close people in my life where my first interaction with them was mediocre or I actually thought they were kind of rude. So then I, in return, was like, okay, well, I'm going to label you as rude, which is just as mean on my end. Maybe I wasn't treating them rudely, 
But having that perception of someone and belief, they can pick up on that. That we're all energy beings. We're all sensational beings. So we can feel when someone just doesn't like us. I'm sure we've all experienced that. So my invitation to you is give grace, whether it's about yourself or towards someone else. Give grace give them a second chance, remove that story you've so securely put on them after just meeting somebody once, okay? Be a little kinder, be less critical. Number two is this act of overcompensating. I personally have done this where if I mess up or if I feel like I've earned something and I don't feel like I've worked hard enough for it, I will inadvertently overcompensate. I will go out of my way to be extra nice if I feel like I'm not supposed to be somewhere. If I feel like I earned a title that I didn't deserve, I will overcompensate and do everything I can to live up to that title. And a lot of overcompensation comes from a lack of self-worth. It comes from a lack of self-acceptance and self-confidence. So if you find yourself overcompensating, whether it's in your career, in your love life, in your family life, in just your relationship with friends or with yourself, ask yourself, what am I overcompensating for? And address that. Address the root. Address the root of feeling like you didn't deserve something. Address the root of feeling like Maybe you should be handling something a little bit differently rather than just going out of your way and overcompensating. Ultimately, from a vibrational sense, what overcompensating is actually doing is it's becoming like an energy leech. When we overcompensate, we're almost exerting twice as much energy rather than keeping and enjoying what we've earned or enjoying something, we're actually doubling up the energy we're giving away rather than keeping some of it for ourselves. So it's actually just an energy drainer. Um, And ultimately it lowers our vibration once again, completely unintentionally. Number three is this constant state of comparison. This can manifest itself as jealousy, as envy, as feeling like you're not enough, feeling like you're behind. Comparison is so easy to do in our world of social media where everybody's posting all the good things that are happening to them. And even if they're posting the bad things, maybe they look really pretty while they're crying, whatever it is, everybody is able to compare because we get to see so much of other people's lives, curated or not, we get to see other people in an intentional way. And that can oftentimes make us feel like we're just not good enough. It is a formula for comparison. It is a formula for, wow, they're married and I'm not married yet. Or they've reached this title or this position in the company and I'm not even half of the way there. It is such a formula for not appreciating where you are. It is such a moment of a lack of gratitude for how far you have come that when we can't help but compare So when we are comparing, we are consciously and really, really heavily reducing our vibration because we are unable to come from a place of love. When we're comparing, maybe it's love for the other person and admiration, but it is lack of love for ourselves. Or maybe it's a lack of love for ourselves and actually a frustration towards the other person. In any world, comparison does not come from love. Comparison is not rooted in love and ultimately it does lower your vibration. So my invitation to you the next time you start comparing yourself is ask yourself, 
is this from a place of love or is this from a place of lack or hate or frustration? And if it's from a place of love, maybe keep doing it. But most likely, actually 100%, it's not going to be from a place of love. So then you can replace it with something more loving. Maybe you send love to the person. Maybe you send love to yourself. Maybe you just do something nice to yourself or you just stop doing the activity that's triggering that comparison. But having the courage to ask yourself the hard question is the first step in actually stopping and breaking the cycle of constant comparison. The next one is people pleasing. I have been talking about this a lot because it is really starting to come to the surface to me as to how deeply rooted my people pleasing is. It is to the point where one of my really close friends, we were texting and he said, wow, you're so nice. You create an escape for everybody through your texts because you're so nice. I was like, no, that's my people pleasing. And he was like, yeah, me too. And what I essentially mean by that is I could be having a very straight up conversation. I need something from someone or I need someone's help, but I will always create an exit. I will always create an exit that says no pressure or don't worry if you can't or no worries rather than just directly asking for help or directly saying, hey, this is what I need you to do. I will always create an exit. I will always create an opportunity for people to take a step back, for people to prioritize themselves over me when I'm actually needing their help or even doing something that they ask me to do for them. So my biggest thing with people pleasing is I think it is so deep rooted, but it is so heavily rooted in needing that validation, needing to not hurt anybody, needing to not have anybody say anything bad about you. That is where, at least for me, my root of people pleasing is. And ultimately, the reason it's giving away your vibration is because you're giving away your power. Once again, this is another vibration drainer that you are just letting your power go. You are letting your power seep into somebody else. You are giving someone else more importance, more permission to prioritize themselves than you can prioritize on your own. And that we know, you can probably feel it in my voice. That does not feel good. So in order to stop people pleasing or reduce people pleasing, some of the work I've been doing is honestly just spending time with myself, realizing where are the things and the triggers that I actually people please. So for me, one of them is when I'm asking for a favor or I'm asking someone to do something, I always create an exit. I have no expectations for someone else to serve me. That kind of overly self-sufficient is actually people pleasing because I don't want to be a bother. It's very hard for me to receive help. It's very hard for me to ask for help without feeling like I owe someone something in return. So those are little signals of people pleasing. And when that comes up, knowing your triggers or the avenues or situations which you tend to people please in, you can start to take a more reflective look and consciously say, okay, I'm going to try and act differently. I'm not going to create the exit for you, or I'm not going to tell you yes, when I really want to say no, when it's my family asking me to hang out every single weekend. I can say no, even if I don't have a better plan. If my plan is just to stay at home, it's okay. So starting with understanding when you people please the most and who you try and please the most is probably my best advice for you. I always get a ton of questions in my DMs from people asking how I can manifest 
The truth is you can really manifest anything as long as it's for the greatest good. And if you're having trouble manifesting something right now, or you feel stuck on your journey, I have a really beautiful resource I've made for you. It's a free quiz. It's called the Manifestation Archetype Quiz. And it's something that I've created so you can find out your manifestation style to give you more clarity on your spiritual journey. After taking the quiz, you're going to receive the best resources for your specific archetype to help you attract your desires based on where you're at and what you want to create. So you can find a link to the quiz in the show notes or just head to my website at www.affirmation-addict.com. The next one is gossiping and complaining. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I feel like you are well aware that gossiping is just something that you don't want to do and you most likely don't even try to do it, but sometimes it's easy to get sucked into it. And frankly, it's a little juicy. That drama can feel fun. It can feel so enticing to our egos. And I've been in that situation. However, recently, a lot of these are actually reflections of me getting called out by people I love. And I'm so excited because I've actually listened to what they said rather than getting defensive. And it is, my world has shifted in the past few weeks for the better. So this is another story. This is Tom calling me out actually. So I, we, I think we were at a wedding or something. Um, I don't know where we were, but ultimately I ended up complaining to him. I wasn't even gossiping. I wasn't wishing for bad. I wasn't spreading drama. I was just complaining about someone who had really hurt me. And Tom was like, sometimes I feel like you're complaining more than you're finding gratitude. And I was kind of offended because I was like, how can I find gratitude when someone who I really care about has really hurt me? Um, Don't I have the right to vent or complain? And he was like, you do, but there's a difference of venting for five minutes and venting for 25 minutes. Those are two very, very different scenarios. I was like, that's a great point. So one thing that I've been trying to do is watch myself in conversations. Am I complaining majority of the time? Am I venting as we like to kind of mask it? Am I venting majority of the time? Or am I talking about things that make me happy, things that light me up, things that are going well in my life? Or am I actually complaining? And I know what some of my closest friends who are on a very spiritual journey, some of those conversations still become about gossiping or complaining. It might be gossiping about other spiritual people. And ultimately, none of that is helpful. So if you can realize when is it gossiping and or complaining, and you can cut that off for yourself and not engage in it, it takes a lot of effort, but finding something better to talk about, maybe giving once again, the benefit of the doubt, maybe allowing someone to say, no, maybe we talk about something else. Let's talk about something that makes you happy. Something that's really hard for me to complain about is something like food. I love talking about food, completely random, but I will change the topic to whatever we're eating and be like, oh, this is so yummy. How did you make this? And that's a great segue into stopping the conversation from moving into a spiral of complaining and negativity and venting, as we like to call it. The next one is forgiving, but not forgetting. Now, I'm going to I'm actually planning on recording an entire episode on this because I think forgiveness is one of those pillars in manifestation that will change your life and change the trajectory of your manifestation journey. But there's this phrase that we've all heard, which is forgive, but don't forget. And I get it. And I understand the weight. I understand for certain situations, it's probably important. But I also understand energetics and the space 
holding on to certain memories hold takes up. And I have seen this in people's life that I loved, specifically my mom. Mom, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, I'm not calling you out. But I've seen this with my family. I've seen this with some of my really, really good friends where they hold some grudges. And it's heavy just talking about it because it's like one thing someone did and they just can't let go. And I've been in this situation too. And this is kind of similar to the first one where it's like we're being mean and kind of overly critical But there's this thing where it's like, okay, well, they hurt me. So now I have a right to be mean and overly critical, which I get. But there's a beautiful level of, is it worth it? Is it worth you holding on to? Are they someone in your life who is is worth holding on to that much frustration? Because if you're willing to forgive but not forget, then you're still holding on to it. You're just consciously forgiving. You're playing nice. I think true forgiveness actually involves and equals forgetting because I think true forgiveness like the Hawaiian practice where they say thank you I love you I'm sorry please forgive me I totally messed up the order but you've probably heard this before and that ritual that practice it is rooted in love it is rooted in gratitude it is rooted in forgiveness and it makes you forget it makes you not care it's so irrelevant like You can forgive and still remember, but not let that remembrance mean anything. I think that's different. But I think most people, when they quote unquote, forgive and forget, they're still holding on to the anger or the frustration. And they're like, okay, well, I'm always going to keep that in the back of my mind. And I'm never going to let that go. And that holds a lot of energy. And that is just asking for vibrations and energies to be stored in your body and That is how people get sick. That is where dis-ease comes from is when we're holding on to things that we're not allowing to release and process. Some of my closest friends who get sick the most are people who really embody this philosophy but are really good in other areas. And I'm not kind of making an assumption that this is the one reason some people get really sick. I understand there's so many other factors. But when you're unable to forgive and forget... I think you're leaving a lot of healing room on the table. I think we're leaving a lot of potential for us to grow, for our egos to get out of the way because it feels so good to our ego to be like, you, right? See the word you, you hurt me and it's your fault and I do forgive you. I give you that honor of being forgiven, but I will never forget what you did to me. That is all ego talking, the you's, the me's, the hierarchy, that is ego to the max. So forgiving and forgetting, I think, is a beautiful way to start raising your vibration back up. Try to actually forget. And what I mean by forget is don't live by it. Don't use that to determine anything. The next one is ignoring your intuition. By the way, we have three more left after this. So this is number six. Number seven, because of eight, nine, and ten. So number seven is a vibration decreaser, a vibration drainer is ignoring your intuition. Our intuition is always at play, always here for us, always available, but so often we just ignore it. We don't listen because we want to listen to the logical side. We want to listen to something that makes more logical sense and we don't understand our intuition. So when we ignore our intuition, it starts to dampen your relationship with yourself. So my invitation to you is don't 
ignore it and start to spend more time with your intuition so you can start to trust it a little bit more and do it with small things, right? Do it with food. That's one of my biggest techniques for strengthening my intuition is intuitive eating. Not only does it help my body, but it also builds that relationship up. Play with your intuition when you are receiving a call. Just guess, be like, who is this call coming from? That's a perfect way to strengthen your intuition because oftentimes you probably know it. And just the more you strengthen it, the more you can trust it. And it's kind of like a beautiful upward spiral. The next one is taking things personally, making everything mean something about you, who you are as a person, assigning meaning to everything. And this one is actually out of the four agreements. Take, don't take things too personally. That is one of the main agreements. It's a really, really good book, probably a classic in the spiritual space. But when it comes to just reacting to the world around us, right? A lot of people say, it's so hard for me to accept my current reality. It's so hard for me because my manifestation isn't coming. Well, half of the time, if you look at your current reality, you don't see your manifestation. You can just say, oh, it's not here yet. But we turn that into a story about I'm not doing enough. I'm not practicing enough. I'm not worthy of it. And I'm not good enough. Do you see the difference of the way we naturally make everything about ourselves? We turn everything into it's my fault. We kind of criticize ourselves when things have nothing to do with us sometimes. And yes, ultimately, we are the creators of our own energy and of our own reality. But there's a difference between who you are and your vibration. And so don't let the world around you dictate your worth. Don't let the world around you dictate whether you're on the right track or not. That should all come from the inside because if it's dependent on the external world, it's so shakable that if one thing goes wrong, your whole sense of self will collapse. So really, really reigniting your self-concept, your sense of self from the inside out, rather than taking and assigning meaning for the world around you, let that meaning, let who you are come from within you. Next one is suppressing your emotions, avoiding your emotions, ignoring discomfort, all of these things with emotions. I think emotions are one of the most underrated tools in manifestation because we feel like we're supposed to be happy all the time. Number one myth, you do not have to feel good all the time. Yes, you will still be able to manifest, but oftentimes we ignore our emotions so much that they just build up and similar to what I was talking about with forgetting, forgiving and not forgetting, is it will start to build up. It'll start to create a void versus if you give yourself permission to feel the tough emotions, whether that's anger, hurt, sadness, anxiety, discomfort, shame, guilt, all of those heavy emotions, we hate feeling those. They cause us discomfort. They don't feel good. So we avoid, but they only grow bigger. They only maximize. So when we don't give ourselves permission to feel them and process them and understand them, we are actually leaching our vibration. We are decreasing our vibration because our vibration is so occupied by suppressing those emotions. There's no room for other emotions to even be felt or processed. So my invitation is next time you feel something heavy come up, process it right then and there. Feel it, listen to it, learn from it, and allow it to come to the surface. It's not going to harm you. It's just going to feel a little heavy for a little bit, and it'll go away so fast. So give yourself permission to feel. And as always, I have tools for all of these things inside of Affirmant, but give yourself permission to actually feel, process those emotions, and 
be there for yourself rather than resenting the emotion, feel it. That's all it wants. Your emotion, think of your emotions as like a little kid who just wants a little bit of your attention. Give it that attention for 10 seconds and it'll quiet down and be happy and feel loved again. That's it. Your emotions also just want to feel loved, just like you. And the last one is extreme judgment. This is kind of an all-encompassing one, but when we are overly judging ourselves, when we are overly judging and assigning meaning and trying to understand logic, when we are overly just overanalyzing might be a better way to overanalyzing our life and the manifestation process and everything going on, we're so cerebral, we are so in our heads that we're not spending enough time actually applying actually practicing, actually doing the things that we're so excited to do and actually receive those results. We're spending so much time in our minds that we're not spending enough time actually living, actually doing the things that you want to do, practicing your affirmations, sitting in quiet meditation for even two minutes. We will supplement that or just push that off with two hours of scrolling when you can do two minutes of meditation and then go back to scrolling. So don't judge yourself and don't overanalyze. Don't be so in your head that you can't even be and embody and practice raising your vibration. So maybe judgment wasn't the best way to call it. Maybe it's being way too cerebral, being too much in your mind and too much in your thoughts rather than being way more in your body and the physical world, in action, in presence, in gratitude. Spend less time thinking in the past, the future, and spend more time in the present, I think is probably one of the best ways to calibrate your vibration and bring it back to a sense of normal. So those are my 10 things that I think are unintentionally lowering your vibration, which in turn is probably not helping you too much on your manifestation journey. So whenever you notice these 10 things come up, know that you're able to shift them. You're able to get out of it and give yourself permission to actually do so. So thank you for listening to this podcast episode and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you can rate, interview the podcast and share it on your social media. So I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today. And I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy.